Welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery, starring Jerry Springer, along with Gene Galvin and me. I'm Megan Hills. We're recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. My daddy came home every day from there. Welcome to the show. And now, here's Jerry. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. Well, and, and by the way, thank you to my lovely wife, Bonnie, who is uh, playing Megan Hill tonight. Megan's day job has her traveling tonight, yeah. so that's why she's not with Every us. Every week you, you're introducing someone, uh, someone Else who is. and you say that you're a lovely wife. Yeah. Oh, there's oh, you're someone playing, else. You're, you're playing Bonnie tonight? <laughs> yeah. I am. No, well, Bonnie, it's great. It, it's, it's lovely. Hey, Jerry, yes. you know Jerry and Bonnie. Do you know? Stay right there, Bonnie. Oh, uh, yes, uh, you're in the show. I was, no. Oh, this is hey, great. you know how a uh, number of episodes I have said that you need to, we need to do something remarkable? And I had on Jerome Pellette. A guy I met out on a bike trail, right, going from Quebec to the tip of Argentina. Yes, it's about a year journey, and he is now somewhere in Guatemala. And we had him on the show. Yeah, he called in. I mean, that is remarkable. It, it's remarkable. Yeah. yeah. And then I heard of this guy named uh, Harvey Lewis, and Harvey Lewis is not hiking the Appalachian Trail, twenty-one hundred miles yeah. long, by the way. He's running it. And he now is within a few days of finishing it in about 50 days, which makes him one of, not going to be the fastest, but one of the quickest people to traverse the Appalachian Trail. Right. But then I hit on this other one. And this other one's like the grandfather of them all. There is a teacher, a young teacher, Dr. Bryce Carlson, who is a teacher at a school in Cincinnati called the Seven Hill School. Oh, yeah. He is also, he's a teacher and also a rowing coach, and he was on the rowing team at the University of Michigan. So this guy knows that yep. stuff. Yep. He got himself a 20-foot rowboat and about 22 days ago left from St. John's, Newfoundland, and he is headed for Penzance, England. Wait, he is rowing across the North Atlantic? Alone. In, alone in alone a rowboat. In a rowboat. Has, he, has no, he has no support boat with him. He has his food. He has a filter that changes seawater into drinking water. And he is rowing across the ocean. And he's on schedule to break the record. Now, let me give you some quick numbers, Jerry. There are 44 people that have tried the why, route. How, how about giving me the number of his psychiatrist? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what Anyone is he a, doing? It always fits. He's a psychology teacher. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, he's, dude, what is wrong with he's you? He's rowing across the Atlantic? Rowing across the Atlantic. 20-foot rowboat. 40 feet, 44 people have gone west to east, which is what he's doing. Yeah. 15 have completed it. Three have been lost at sea. Oh, wonderful. So this is a no-joke adventure. Right. Now, let me tell you a couple of other things. Five days in, his sea anchor that was made for this boat, which is, by the way, kind of like a parachute. When the wind is pushing the boat this way, for those listening yeah. and not seeing on Facebook Live, I'm pointing in a direction, and you run a line out, might be 50 feet, 100 feet. The end of that is this thing that is like a, like a parachute, and it goes under the water because it has a sinker yeah. on it, and it opens up, and as the winds and waves are forcing you a direction, mainly the winds, it holds your bow into the wind, which is what you want. Yeah. If you get sideways to the wind, you'll capsize. This boat yeah. is designed 
to write itself. If you capsize. You capsize it. Has he capsized at all? He, from what I know, following uh, his good friend, Alex, who's in the audience here and a co-worker at the Seven Hill School, Alex is a... Uh, is a counselor there. He's a social media guy. So you can follow Bryce and I'm So he's like this. his partner. He's yeah, but he's here. But he's the smart one. He's right well, here on land. I, I was asking said, You're Alex. You're a good friend. Yeah, yeah, why don't you go in a rowboat? Well, we do not have absolute proof that Bryce Carlson isn't in his basement with a green screen. Sure. We don't know for sure. This no, this is we, like we the phony that. landing on the moon. No, it really, could be. It could really be. was a cornfield in uh, New that Jersey. Was possible. Oh, that was actually Arizona, but uh, yeah. New Mexico. And there's no corn in New Jersey. No. <laughs> Go ahead. But anyway, um, he has this. He had this sea anchor on. Fifth yeah. day in in a storm because he had a bunch of storms. He lost his sea anchor. I, I read their their stuff because Bryce is posting some blog. Long blogs are wonderful. He's tweeting. They're putting up stuff on Facebook. There are pictures or videos. Anybody wants to follow this, Bryce, B-R-Y-C-E, Bryce Rose, like rowboat, BryceRose.com, or uh, Bryce Carlson Athlete on Facebook, or Bryce Rose if you want to follow him on Twitter. Fifth day in, loses a sea anchor. I read that, and I thought, I'm not a seaman. I thought, what's that mean? Does he like do a mayday? Yeah, I got this. I'll figure this out. And he rigged up something else. And I communicated with Alex. And he says, well, he's got a couple of backups. And so he rigged up one, not custom designed for the boat, but he got one working. Second storm, uh, his dagger board broke. So there's a board that goes straight down like a sailboat that keeps the boat kind of straight. And in a gale, that broke. And he heard this because he's described us. He heard this sound. (laughs) I thought, oh, my God alone in the middle of this. But at that time, he was about, I don't know, 100, 150 miles out from St. John's. And he pulled it up the next day, and it was broken. But he says, oh, I can fix that. And so I guess he fixed it. He says he did. Uh, the boat capsized one of many times, and it waterlogged because the air holes in this airtight hold, water came in, a few gallons worth, he says, opened up the Water, waterproof case of his laptop and realized water had gotten in there. Maybe didn't zip it up all the way, so he's lost his laptop. The last three days, he has locked himself into the hold. There is a, I'm going to look to Alice to get a nod yes on this. There's a glass door, a plexiglass door. So it's not particularly claustrophobic. Uh, you can see out and you can see the conditions that are outside. And, and that, when you lock that down, that's watertight. So he was in the hold for three days because, you know, Hurricane Chris? Yeah. Hurricane. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I, so, I know him well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hurricane. What I want to know is how long has he been your boyfriend? Oh, uh, he's talking to Priya now. His girlfriend's is in the front row. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Priya, how long has he been your boyfriend? About two years. Two years. Two years Why? into a relationship. Yeah. <laughs> And I remember she doesn't have a microphone. Yeah, so. I, I'm just wondering, yeah. what did you do that made him say, <laughs> I'm out of here on a rowboat crossing the Atlantic, but I'll be back, honey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the way, he's 1,000 miles in to a 2,000-mile journey. He hit the halfway so now, mark. So now it's a point of no return. I he's mean, out there, man. Way, across the Mid-Atlantic yeah. Ridge below him, I think yesterday, yesterday, across the Mid-Atlantic yeah. Ridge, is geological formation yeah. under 
under the ocean. It's like uh, the top of the Rocky Mountain. That, that's amazing. It is amazing. Yeah. He has got, he did an 80 mile day yesterday because the winds of Hurricane Chris, the remnants of that tropical storm slash hurricane, are pushing him. So I have asked Bryce yeah. if I'm looking to David now, Cruz. I've done that. Have yep. you gotten a car? He's going, I haven't heard from the guy. He, we're yeah. asking him to call in. And about a minute now, or I've, so. I, I make jokes, but yeah. I, I've, I've done that trip. Yes. <laughs> really? Uh-huh. No, no, I didn't want to. No, I did. It was, it was on the Queen Mary. Yes. And, you know, talk about tough. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, one, one night at dinner at the captain's table, you couldn't <laughs> tell whether the caviar... You know, was a starter or whether it actually came with it. These are the issues yeah. we had to deal those, with. On, that, those on the were Queen your Mary. hardships on the Queen Mary. Yeah. And, yeah, instead of. And uh, so don't give me this all the rowboat so difficult. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, you know, the thing I've wondered, and yeah. uh, by the way, we have asked, prearranged that Bryce would call in with here's how he's communicating. He has a satellite phone, and he has navigation equipment, by the way. And mm. if you look at pictures at BryceRose.com it's in, or go on Facebook, uh, Bryce Carlson Athlete, there are some good video, good pictures of the equipment that he has. He has a custom-made carbon fiber 20-foot rowboat. Still a rowboat, but there is this enclosure, as I say, that he has badly needed to stay alive because without it, uh, there could have been some things that would have yeah. happened. Do we have him? We have him on the line now. All right, hold on. We think we might have Bryce. Hi, Bryce. Are you there? I'm here, yes. Here we oh, go. Yes. Yeah. Bryce, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, this is Jerry Springer. I, I just want to say um, you're amazing. I mean, what? first of all, what made you do this? <laughs> what were you thinking, and were you sober? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think that's probably the hardest question to answer, Jerry. Um, I can say I I, I enjoy uh, accumulating life experience, and this sounds like a hell of an experience. Yeah, well, that I mean, you're living life on the edge. I mean, absolutely on the edge. Did we lose him? <laughs> and lost that him. was the former <laughs> Bryce Carlson. <laughs> Now, let me let me yeah. tell you. The next sound you I talk, hear will be glob, glob. Well, yeah, yeah. When I talked to Bryce uh, before, in fact, I had an occasion to talk to him before he left from St. John's, Newfoundland, we made a deal uh, that he would, if a call drops, call back. A satellite phone, I have to explain this to Jerry because he's still working. We'll take your phone out and let's show it to the Facebook Live audience. Jerry has a flip phone. Open it up. <laughs> So he thinks that there are cell towers in the North Atlantic. No, there are not. So he's using what's called a satellite phone, which triangulates with three satellites up above, and atmospheric conditions can be a factor and calls can drop. And do we have him back yet, David? Bryce, are you there? Yes, I'm I'm back now. Oh, good. Hey, we're going to do real short questions, short answers, because we do face that. Uh, I think we may have lost him again. (laughs) And we'll try one more time. And this has happened before. Yeah. You guys have tried calls with him, and they, they drop uh, yeah. more than a cell How phone. M- I okay. wonder this. Uh, 
Alex, would you mind, I'm going to ask Alex, Bonnie, he's going to jump in where you are, and we're going to have uh, Bryce call one more time, and I'm going to talk to Alex, who is his social media guy, who has been in touch with him this whole way. Yeah, the question I was going to ask him is, how many hours a day is he actually rowing? It depends. It could be as much as 15, 12. It depends on the weather, the wind conditions. The human body can actually row 15 hours in a day? If you're, if you're Bryce. No, <laughs> no because when you're hey, everyone. Sorry, sorry. Hey, oh, hold on. We got him. Hey, Bryce, are you, uh, have you been seasick yet from this? Uh, oh, yes. Uh, the, oh. First, the first uh, two days we'll see that. Wow. Wow. Um, after days, uh, after a few days, the body kind of got used to it. I'll be darned. And you have been rolled over a number of times in storms where you're upside down, let's say, or in the process of rolling 360? Yeah, that's, that's, that's right. Yeah, I've, been, I've, I've rolled over, I think, probably, I don't know, maybe five or six times. Wow. When you have you ever, and on it, I've been joking and I shouldn't because this is obviously really serious what you're doing. Have you, have there been moments where you've been literally frightened because, oh my gosh, I may not get through this particular event? Um, yeah. Uh, the first time I rolled, uh, I had an air vent open and water started coming in when the boat was upside down, coming oh. into the cabin. Uh, that was uh, a kind of terrifying moment. Uh, you know, I think in the moment, you don't have time to be afraid. I'm just, I'm just asking to fix the problem. Right. And then I think in other occasions when things have broken, you know, I've wondered, what the, you know, how I'm going to deal without that thing. And there's some anxiety about sure. that. But I don't know that fear in the moment was the right Okay. Now, when you obviously at some point of the day, night, whatever, you uh, go to sleep. It, well, first of all, are you staying on the same clock? In other words, whether or not it's light or dark out, are you deciding these are the hours that I'm going to sleep? Because you're going through various time zones. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of following the time zone that, I, that I'm in. Uh, as fast I can figure it out. Okay. Um, you know, now, I'm getting up the sun, more or less, and then I stop rolling uh, when the sun goes down, for the it. most part. When you, you know, and that, uh, when the sun, by the time the sun goes down, that gives me, you know, like an hour to cook some food, go to sleep, and then get about eight hours last time the sun comes up again. Okay, have there been mornings where you first awaken, because I'm just thinking normal, just people when they're at home, or let's say you're traveling on the road in your hotel, when you first wake up, have there been moments where, what, where am I? What, you know, what's What strange, have I done? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, when you first get up in the morning, are you alert yeah. immediately, or is it like, oh, gosh, go ahead. Uh I definitely had those moments. Just where am I? Um, not lately, thanks. Maybe the first week, uh, maybe the second week, I have some of those. Um, I haven't, I haven't had any the past past week or so. I I had asked your partner just a, a moment ago that uh, how many hours a day do you actually row, and he said at some 
times it, it goes as much as 15 hours. Have you had any physical, like, you know, if you're a runner, sometimes, oh gosh, my knees, my legs, I got cramps or whatever. Have you dealt with any physical yeah. issues while you've been rowing? Uh, yeah, I mean, nothing in the way of injury or really serious overuse. Uh, today is a perfect example. Yesterday, uh, I rode for about 12 hours, and uh, I just felt really worn out by the end of the day. And this morning, actually, then last night, I was up, up to the night, kind of sending the runner because the winds were changing, and I wanted to make sure I wasn't drifting swap off course. So I didn't get great speed after that long, hard day of rowing. And today, uh, I just felt like a mess. Uh, you know, kind of achy all over, very tired. Um, I think that's about the extent that I've been feeling the fatigue and, and the pain. It's just a long, hard day, followed by not enough rest, leads to a really sluggish Yeah. What do you, when there's no like crisis going on, there's no storm or whatever, and you're just rowing and rowing and rowing. I mean, what are you thinking about? Do you, do you kind of daydream? Do you, in other words, what goes on in your mind? There's no one to talk to and you're just out there in the middle of the ocean. What do you think about for 15 hours? Do you get bored other than the physical grind of, of rowing? (laughs) I think a lot about past memories, the memories that I have with, with loved ones, which about my loved ones are up to at that moment. Um, I think about how I can share the experience I'm having with others. And it's very difficult for me to engage directly with people via social media while I'm out here, but um, that's why my friend Alex doing a tremendous job trying to translate what I'm telling him and text that I'm sharing with him uh, into, into stories and social media. So I'm thinking a little bit about how I can share that experience uh, via social media. And then otherwise, you know, I'm listening to music and uh, having a good time. Well, great. Uh, do you, um, before you, when you first got the idea to do this, were family members or your girlfriend, was anyone trying to kind of talk you out of it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my parents were probably... Yeah, well, I, I would think that's a normal reaction. You know, if a loved one says, I'm um, going to row across the ocean, I think most normal loved ones would say, oh, honey, please don't do that. Uh yeah. Do you have a will? <laughs> yeah, I get, I get, I get enough, get enough wild ideas that I think the first time I, I, uh, I um, present one, that it kind of gets ignored. Guess nobody, nobody knows that I'm serious yet. When they realize I'm serious, then they, then they get scared. Hey, Bryce, Jerry doesn't know this. I know it because I've, I'm such a fan of what you're doing. This is Gene talking, and we talked before and communicated. So I know something that he doesn't know and our audience doesn't know, and if I tell them, then they'll go, all right, I get this guy. <clears throat> Two summers ago, he and a team of people ran from coast to coast, and they did every day, what, a marathon a day, Bryce, for like two months or something? 
this guy is like uh, i mean i admire yeah, this, so yeah, this I, is, really... I mean this lovingly this guy's nuts yeah what he does is nuts and there were are... you were you beaten as a child <laughs> no hey you no. want to know something bryce this and... I, I admire you honestly i, do I don't have lot. i can't even imagine having the courage the stamina the fortitude to do something like that so hats Bryce, off to you. Let, let me say this in, in closing because i might be speaking for a lot of people it is important in the social condition that there are some people who do what you do you can look at it and say and we joke about it well that's a stupid thing to do yeah. but there are people all around this world and a lot sure. of people in cincinnati that every day are like me checking in with you bryce multiple times every day you are uh, you are our spirit in what you're doing so for that we applaud you for doing yeah. it And all I can well, I appreciate say, that. I appreciate that. Well, yeah. you deserve it. You want to say uh, hello to... Uh, no, I, I think... I was just going to say, so I think um, the work is crazy and certainly gets thrown around a little bit with regard to projects like, projects like running a in the U.S. And I, don't, I certainly don't take offense to that. And I, because I think what people are really expressing is that uh, you know, what I'm talking about exists outside of their frame of reference. It's so out there, beyond what they can conceive as a human experience, yep. that it sounds bonkers yeah. to them. And, um, you know, I think if there's one thing uh, that I can, can do with something like this, sharing the experience, that we, 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 we don't have to confine our vision and our dreams to the things that we see happening every day in our lives. And so, you know, I'm, I'm really glad to hear that or enjoying following along with my story. And, you know, hopefully they take a piece of that uh, with them as well. All right. Well, we yeah. admire you. And I'm, and I'm he's a teacher, and this yes. is going to all come and back. I'm going to branch out because right now I use a snorkel in the bathtub. Yeah, but right. I am going to branch out. He's going to go into the swimming pool next week. Thank yeah. you very much, Thank Dr. You, Bryce. Bryce Carlson. Whoa, unbelievable! Godspeed, Bryce. We're all from, now. Yeah. You've got more people. Fun. By the way, left out one thing. Bryce is welcoming in needs. This is a very expensive uh, venture. This is like almost like a scientific thing. He's a teacher. He's going to bring this back, and he and, and uh, uh, Harvey Lewis are connecting up to do what they both, because they know each other. They're both marathoners. So if you want to donate, go to, help me out here, Alex. Is, it's a GoFundMe site, right? Yeah. So Alex will explain. Yeah, How do they you, fun, help fund it? you go him? to BryceRose.com, there's a button to join the adventure that brings you to a GoFundMe site. All right. Thank you very much, Bryce. We're going to say goodbye. Oh. Thank you very much, Alex. Yeah, thank you. It, it, it is a, it's a hell of a story, though, isn't it, Jerry? Uh, it really is. I mean, now, I'm joking because I can't even conceive of what he's doing. I, I, and I want to uh, ask you to make some uh, comments on a huge uh, political event. We do have Zach uh, Gabbard coming up as our musical guest in a minute. But to close out on this, I have beseech you to do something remarkable. 
and you each time have said, no, I won't do that. It's too hard. And so and I've given you these role models. The yes. latest is Dr. Bryce Carlson. Very inspirational. The one thing I've asked you to do, because yes. I think it's in your wheelhouse, yes. is to join me. Maybe Megan joins in. We need a third driver. Yeah. Dr. Greg Schran <laughs> is here. He's the lifeguard of Ask the Lifeguard. Yeah. And maybe the three of us go over and rent a car for a week where they have unlimited mileage and let's drive around America and set the Guinness Book of Record of how many miles you can put on a car in a week for a one-week unlimited mileage drive. Can't you at least, for God, for the love of God, at least do that? No. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. It's too risky. Um, yeah, it's too risky. Um, okay. So just yesterday, for people who are listening live, either jerryspringerlive.com or Facebook Live, uh, just yesterday, President Trump was in Helsinki and had a summit on the heels of a gathering of the NATO leaders in uh, Europe. And uh, there was controversy. Yeah, so yeah. wondered if you would give us your analysis as the former mayor of Cincinnati and news anchor man and host of the Jerry Springer show too. Yeah, um well this is probably closest to the Jerry Springer show. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's where frankly Trump belongs. Uh All right. Uh this wasn't a summit, it was a surrender. Um Let's start just to put one thing aside. We now know whether you're his biggest fan or you don't like him, whatever it is, we now know that this Mueller probe and all these investigations into him, the only purpose of these investigations is to come up with what his motive is, the motive of his behavior. Why is he doing what he's doing? Because there's no longer a question that he has become Putin's mouthpiece. There's no longer a question that what he has done is against the security and the interests of the United States of America. The only question is to find out what this motive is. Does Putin have something on him? Or is it money? Remember, most spies that turn on their own country, most traitors, the number one motive isn't ideology. The number one motive is they have financial needs. They're in trouble. And so somebody meets them in a restaurant and talks to them and says, you know, if you could just get me this information, you know, we can, you can, and a bank account, pick up money for your family, those problems will be solved. And this is how we get, it's not a very glorious way, but this is how most people turn, that do turn on their country. So maybe money is the motive for Trump doing this. Maybe it's just his ego. He's a narcissist. He wants to be the biggest story every single day of his presidency. And possibly it's ideology, though I don't believe that. But that is the only information we're finally going to get whenever the Mueller probe is, comes out, whether there's criminal activity or not. We'll find out you know, why he didn't release his tax returns. We'll find out what his motive is for behaving like this. But we now know without question what he is doing. The courts and the lawyers will determine whether this is in fact treason, whether it is in fact him being a traitor. I don't know. 
We'll let judges and the courts decide that. But what he is doing is unmistakable. He is the first president in history. It is the first time ever that an American president went on foreign soil to wave the white flag of surrender. Indeed, 27 years after the fall of communism and the free world's victory in this 45-year-old Cold War that we were having, we have what used to be called the leader of the free world. Remember, an American president is usually referred to as the leader of the free world. For the first time ever, we have the leader of the free world bowing down to dictators and giving back to what was the Soviet Union everything it wants and wanted and lost in the Cold War. Russia gets what it fought for for 45 years, what Putin wanted for 45 years. They get it without a single shot being fired. Trump has handed Putin his wish list. He is ignoring Russia's cyber attack on America and its invasion of our election. He's ignoring it. Putin loves that. And by the way, the invasion into our political system is continuing to this day. It's carrying on. What's going to happen in November? We don't know how much they've got on us now and how much they've worked into our voting systems. Trump has given Putin more. The dismantling of the American government, which is taking place, whether it's the EPA, the education system, the environment, whatever it is, he is dismantling, he is putting in charge of various cabinet officials And their job is basically to do away with their particular departments or make them ineffective. Exactly what Putin wants. The demise of NATO. Trump is attacking attacking NATO, which Putin wants, because NATO is the one entity that keeps Russia from expanding westward, as they were when they were the Soviet Union into Poland, into the Czech Republic. Back then it was Czechoslovakia. But all the entities that were part of the Soviet Union, and they lost with the loss of the Cold War, and these countries became free, all of a sudden, just like in Crimea, he can now, if NATO falls apart, Russia can expand and move back. Another victory for Putin. The withdrawal, the breakup of the European Union. Trump has even called them our foes. If the European Union breaks up, once again, Russia can expand. Nothing's stopping Russia now. Withdrawal from Southeast Asia. He's agreed to stop the military exercises with South Korea, which is the way to defend Japan, South Korea. And it's our presence there. If we pull out of Southeast Asia, then all of a sudden, Russia has free reign, along with China, economically and militarily, we're gone. America is pulling back. We're surrendering, no longer being a force for freedom in the world. America is turning on our allies. He beats up on England. He beats up on France. And the very same week he beats up on our allies, he goes, and whether it's shaking hands with um, Kim Jong-un or shaking hands with Putin, he loves 
dictators. He rips up trade agreements that we've made. He's withdrawing from environmental pacts that we have. And most importantly, Trump is telling the world that our word cannot be trusted. That don't make any deals with America because Trump can come along and break up that agreement. We can have been with NATO for 45, 50 years. But if Trump says it's over, it's over. So you can't rely on anything we say. And our commitment to democracy and human rights is obviously a sham. That is the message of Donald Trump. Forget democracy, forget freedoms, don't worry about immigrants, don't worry about prejudice, don't worry about bigotry. Just become authoritarian. Those are the champions of Donald Trump. And don't believe this stuff about freedom. An American president is saying that. Now, Trump will say in his defense, look, I want to have good relations with Russia. You know, it's better to be talking. And of course, on the surface, sure, talking is better than a war. Yeah. But when Pearl Harbor was attacked, FDR didn't say to Hirohito, let's sit down and talk. When the World Trade Center came down on 9-11, President Bush didn't say to Osama bin Laden, let's sit down and talk. Let's see if we can work things out. When you are being attacked, at that moment, the job of an American president is to defend our country. That's what he takes the oath, to preserve and protect and defend the Constitution of the United States, the American principles, the American homeland. That's his job. And what does he do? He goes over to, goes over to Finland, meets with, uh, with uh, Putin, and basically is ready to give up the store. Do everything Putin wants. So remember, what Mueller will find out is only why he's doing that. It is no longer a question what he's doing. I remember during the campaign two years ago, Hillary Clinton got in trouble for, you know, saying that people that were voting for Trump, they were the deplorables. Remember that? What she probably got wrong then is not that people that voted for Trump were deplorable, but that the act of voting for Trump is deplorable. In other words, she was using it as an adjective describing the noun, the people, when she should have been using it as an adverb describing the act of voting for Trump. The act was deplorable, not the people themselves. And so we can fairly say to people who voted for Trump, okay, Maybe they didn't really know. Maybe they're not that interested in politics. They haven't been following everything he said. He looked like a guy that was really going to bust things open and drain the swamp and all that, and they weren't happy with what government was doing. And So maybe you can come up with a reason why people voted for Trump. Maybe they didn't like Hillary, whatever. You can understand, even though many of us disagree with it, you can understand why someone would reach that conclusion, even if we disagree with it. But the danger that Trump now is to our country, which is clear, Republicans and Democrats, if you watch their reaction this the last day, it's very clear that what Trump did is unthinkable for an American president. The only way this now can be rectified 
The only way the world will start to believe that we really are what we say we are on the 4th of July, the only way this happens is if we, the American people, react this coming November and change the Congress and change the Senate. Something has to put the brakes on this president. And so what I'm saying now is if in November we don't change the makeup of the Congress and the Senate, if we don't put the brakes on Trump this time, there is no longer the excuse, well, <clears throat> we didn't know what he'd be like. We didn't know that he would turn America over to Russia. We didn't know. You can't say that anymore. So this time, if we don't change things and permit a continuation of what this administration is doing, then we the people, it's on us, and we are the deplorables. Well, that was really good analysis, and I also have to say I'm so impressed as an old English teacher that you understand the parts of speech. Look at you. <laughs> Talking about how adjectives modify nouns and pronouns, by the way, and adverbs modify right. You were the English teacher. Wow. wow. Who would have thought? Well, just ask Mrs. Eisenson. She'll tell you that you I go. knew my English. All right, we have tonight with us, we're really excited about this, uh, Zach Gabber. Let's hear it for Zach. Howdy. Zach, before we ask you to do a song, uh, tell us, well, first of all, where are you from? Are you local or where, where are you uh, from? I live in Middletown. Okay, Middletown, yep. Ohio. I live, in, I live in Madison Township. All right. Yep. And um, by the way, uh, I noticed that... Uh, you have your website, as I always want to make sure people understand this if they want to follow you after hearing you, HowlerHillsFarm.com. Is That's that it. correct? Yep. Howler, H-O-W-L-E-R, HillsFarm.com. By the way, what's the significance of Howler Hills Farm? Is Howler Hills Farm such is, a place or is, is my that? home okay. in our studio in my farm. Nice. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm also in Buffalo Killers. That's been the band that I've had with my brother for years. All right, good. And then uh, this is my quote-unquote solo project. I hear you. Uh, Sunday Fed Creek Birds. Okay, and yep. the song you're going to do is Run to Waste. Run to Waste. All right, here we go. Uh, Zach Gabbard, introduce the uh, woman that's with you, please. Beth Harris. And Beth Harris. Hey, Beth. All right, here we go.
Excellent. That's uh, Zach Abbard, uh, backed up by uh, Beth on vocals and Chris on uh, electric slide in the background, which was wonderful. And again, you can hear these guys. Your new album, by there, your latest album is. Now let me make sure I get this right. Sunday Fed Creek Birds. Yep. Yeah. That's, All right. Yep. And and Buffalo Killers have a new record called Alive and Well in Ohio. Okay, and people can really find good. these two albums. One yeah. is your band that you do with your mm -hmm. brother. The other is yep. your solo stuff. Yep. They can find them, well, clearly Everything's on your website. Everything's at com. You got it. That yep. is okay. great. And if you sell enough albums, you'll be able to get a pair of pants without holes in them. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's just kind of a punk, isn't he? I mean, <laughs> no, I... Uh, Hey, take That's us the out. the best compliment I've ever had. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Coming from Jerry's Hey, do us a favor. Would you take us out on Down by the Riverside, and oh, yeah. Jerry Springer will join you on the second verse if it's okay. Yeah. All right. Ready? All right. As far as I know, my pants have no holes. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to lay down my heavy load Down by the Riverside down by the riverside, down by the riverside, I'm going to lay down my heavy load. You've been listening to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery, recorded live at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. 
Thanks to Patrick Kennedy for writing our opening song and to you for listening. Check out our website, jerryspringer.com. Bye.